I will have limited access to technology this week. And so the regular podcast will be spotty at best. In lieu of today's podcast, if you wish, here is the message I shared at St. Timothy Lutheran Church on Sunday, October 17th, 2021. It is a uh, real joy to be with you today. It'll even be a greater joy when I turn the microphone on. I got it. Really quick, can you announce Children's Church? I forgot to tell you that. Children's Church. God bless the kiddos. All right. Are they going that way? They're going right over. All right. I can do that. Well, it is a joy to be with you this morning. I'm thankful to God. Um, And when the day is over, I'm praying that we all in our hearts are saying, thanks be to God, to God be the glory. Yea, God, however you want to put that. Because as we celebrate this time and as we think about the years of ministry, I want to just kind of give you a thought to kind of get us started this morning. When uh, the uh, mother of Zebedee's sons comes to Jesus and uh, asks this question, can one of my sons sit on your right and one on your left in your kingdom? And I got to thinking about chairs. And I thought, you know, I've got a chair for you, okay? So we got some pictures of some chairs here, I think, on the screen. Yeah, so uh, you think maybe a rocking chair? You think this guy's gonna sit in a rocking chair? Ain't gonna happen, it's just not, all right? Uh, maybe a, maybe his chair like a dining chair there, or uh, you know, maybe he's got an office chair, maybe it's black. But I was just thinking, wouldn't it be great if uh, the elders and some of these stronger folks around here would uh, take up the handles of that, uh, that, what is that called? I don't even know what it's called, right? And, you know, have him sit in it and carry him around and say, Hail, Pastor Steve. Hail, Pastor Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't you love that? They will drop me. They will drop me. <laughs> I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. And then when, when he's done, you know, there's some other folks we're going to look at in just a few minutes and, and think about. Maybe they could take turns in doing that as well. And then you could help carry them around, right? Isn't that true? But wow, 40 years. Just think about this. 40 years you've been in ministry. And not only you, but you, Rosalind, have been a part of that as well. I want you to see these pictures. These are great photos of the two of them. And I just want those to stay on the screen for a few minutes as we celebrate the 40 years of ministry that uh, Pastor Steve has uh, experienced together with his wonderful wife, Rosalind. And, and as you think about that, I want to go back to 1999 in San Antonio when we came for PLI. And we learned there that our wives are valued partners in ministry. It was a significant term, and we learned that a partner is actually a, a term for a beam in the bottom of a boat that held the mast upright. Kind of made the boat work on the sailboat, right? And the, the wife was truly a partner in that sense of the word. She was so often unseen, and yet one who really kept the wheels on the rail or the mast on the, on the ship erect. And, and just think about the significance of her partnership in this ministry for 40 years. Now, in the case of Rosalind, though, 
you're not always unseen. And, and, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And so I want to just kind of celebrate with you the 40 years and rejoice in how God has used Pastor Stephen Rosalind for these past 40 years, starting in St. Paul and Hammond. And uh, the experiences you had there, Sarah, uh, sharing financial support for a family in Africa, a missionary family in Africa. Uh, let's, let's keep the pictures up there. We need to see them. We need to celebrate the pictures, okay? Thank you. I know you don't want them up there, but we do, okay? Uh, it's better to look at them than me, okay? So just think about that. Uh, and then it was there where Rosalind first... Uh, produced or had a children's musical produced called, does anybody remember? This is a blast from the past. Salty the Singing Songbook. Anybody remember other than my wife? And okay, a few of you, okay. Right, because I mean, that's a big deal. Our kids love that and, and you, you did that. And it was first of many times when you would produce musicals and, and cantatas and so forth. Uh, wonderful experience there. And from there to Emmanuel and Temple, for nine years there and seeing the church grow and the school grow during that time he was there, the school grew from K through two uh, to K through eight. And, and a tremendous blessing that was experienced there. Uh, they did something that I think is just absolutely remarkable when they uh, produced an uh, Easter uh, cantata or Easter concert, a celebration that they held in the Temple uh, Community uh, Center. And, and to do that, I mean, that was like really, that was, that was very cutting edge stuff. That was, that was thinking outside the box. This is not something that, that churches would typically do. And, and yet you all put that together for a couple of years there. And what a, what a tremendous, okay, he's pointing at her. She put it together for a couple of years. And, and it, incredible, you just think about the impact that you had in that community as you brought people together and you celebrated the resurrection of Jesus. And I'm thinking also about the education wing, two stories, classrooms, um, kitchen, uh, gym, offices, et cetera, that was a part of that. Uh, also that you, at that time, was there that uh, you encouraged a young man and his family uh, to go study to become a DCE, and he did. And actually, I know who you're talking about there, I'm pretty sure. Um, then Operation We Care. And uh, Pastor Steve shared a little bit about this. Uh, when there was a need for some significant help with, uh, after the hurricane in uh, Louisiana during those years. And uh, he said, we need to do something. And everybody just got a hold of that idea. And before it was all done, uh, he, he shared to, with me that he had an idea that maybe they'd, they'd fill a trailer, right? Maybe a U-Haul trailer or something. Well, God said, no, that's not enough. And so they filled a, they filled a uh, semi-trailer with 50,000 pounds of relief items and had over 200 man hours of people involved, or 200 people rather, involved in making that happen. Wow, just amazing to think about the people who came together to help people in need. Because he came in and said, we need to do something. And, and that's really the spirit of this man. Uh, he's, he's a person that says, let's not just talk about it, let's do it. Let's really put ourselves into the game. Let's see how, how we can be an impact uh, for the kingdom of God. It was there that you took 30 youth to the New Orleans uh, Youth Gathering, National Youth Gathering, and it was there that Rosalind first sang Via Dolorosa as a solo, and every year on Good Friday continues to do that. Beautiful voice, by the way, that you share that way. Drama in the worship services. A senior pastor there that uh, was there, I guess, when you first came, uh, Pastor Ray Weber, huge impact. And, 
And one of the things that, just to kind of let you know the heart of your pastor, what, what he pointed out about this pastor was not that he was some charismatic leader, but that he cared about people and about telling people about Jesus and connecting people with Jesus. And that's been a part of his soul, part of his DNA for these past 40 years. And now he's here. And for the past years at, at, uh, at St. Timothy, you are a lighthouse for Jesus. You are, in fact, a place where you want to reach the community and the world with the message of the gospel. And so you've sent teams to Vision Kenya, and you've made gospel presentations to, you said here, 4,000 people. And I want to tell you what that actually means. When you go to these uh, Vision for Kenya trips and you, you do the clinics, every single person who comes through the clinic explicitly hears the gospel message twice. And one of those times you also had the opportunity to ask, so what did you think about that? And on seven occasions, not just one, not just two, but seven occasions, Steve, your pastor Steve, was able to lead somebody to confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's an amazing thing. That's a huge, that's what, that's what turns him on. That's what excites him about ministry. And whatever else you can do, you can talk about the beautiful facilities that you've built here, the incredible expansion of your facilities and the beautiful entryway where there used to be a Bradford Pier. Is that right? As I understand that. And, and just now the more recent addition that you've done and all the kind of renovations of your school and all those things. Those are great. Those are wonderful things. But what really makes a difference for this pastor is that people know the love of God. And I can tell you how many times I've called and wanted to talk to him and, oh, no, he's making a hospital call. Or he'll just tell us, oh, I can't be at this meeting because i got to be down and, and with somebody who's getting ready to go into surgery. That's his heart. He is a pastor, the one who cares about the sheep. He doesn't want to have just people pay and pray, but really to go and share. All the short-term mission teams all over the world, Haiti, Africa, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Guatemala, local missions here with Link, and uh, wow, Pastor Rodrigo and Diana. Very, very significant connection there. And he's not done it alone. He's a part of a team. And today we're celebrating the whole team. We're celebrating this great team that God has brought together and, and I just happen to know just a little bit about Laura. She and I go way back. She was a member of the church I served up in Arlington before I moved here, and then she came here. And uh, we've, we've had that wonderful connection over the years, uh, but 20 years serving here. What a tremendous blessing. And, and he continues to basically say, you know, whatever good is happening is because of her. So just so you know, all right, it's all. Uh, and you know better, but, but he really does credit her appropriately for just kind of keeping things going. And, and then you have uh, Ian. Where's Ian? Are you over there? God bless you, man. Since you were 16 years old and for 20 years have been a part of this praise band. I, I think that's just great. That's just awesome. And then, and then there's Dan Parker, who's been student ministry person and involved in ministry for 15 years. And, and I need to tell you about Pat Blake. Maybe you already know. He's in jail, right? <laughs> he's in jail. Uh, Pat is, uh, on a serious note, he's a part of a, a ministry called Kairos Prison Ministries. And uh, we're hoping they let him out. But uh, actually, uh, and, but that's kind of half serious. Um, 
I've done prison ministry. And it's, it's amazing what happens. Because first of all, when you get there, they let down a basket from a guard tower and you put your credentials in it. And they take that back up and you just hope you're going to get them back when you're done. And then you go through a double gate to get inside. And then once you're inside, you go through another series of locked doors. I mean, it's like three or four or five different times you're behind closed doors. And so we need to pray that Pat gets out, seriously. But it's, a, it's an incredible ministry. And he has been a part of the ministry here and such a blessing in so many ways. And Pastor Rodrigo and Diana, God bless you. As a part of the Link ministry and having been in ministry for 15 years, and really wanting to see the message of Jesus Christ to get to the people of the Hispanic culture and language. Uh, what, a, what a blessing. I think we just need to stop and do a big yay God for these people, right? And while we're at it, let's understand something. And he made this point earlier is that we are a part of a team, but it's not just a team of staff, it's you folks. It's the people. Because none of this happens without you. None of this happens until people really get a hold of the, the calling and say, yeah, I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I want to be concerned about more than whether or not we sing my favorite song or the seat that I'm in is comfortable, or I get to get to my face, whatever it is that you want to say, and you're realizing, hey, life is worth, worth living is really a life given toward others. Amy Beatrice Carmichael was a missionary, a Christian missionary, Irish, in India. She opened an orphanage there and founded a mission there in India. She served for 55 years without furlough, she wrote many books about the missionary work there. She is credited as having said, I'd rather burn out than rust out. I'd rather burn out. Than... Well, my friend, you have not burned out. And you have not rusted out. And thanks be to God. A lot of that is the fact that he has a delightful, supportive spouse at his side. A wonderful family. A lot of it is you. But I want to tell you, folks, there are dangers and perils along the way. The recent survey that was done about pastors serving in ministry, here's just some of the statistics that they list out. 75% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed. 90% of pastors work as many as 75 hours a week. 90% feel fatigued and worn out every week. 70% 70 say they are grossly underpaid. I, I know that that wasn't the case for me and, and for you, although I will tell you my early years, pretty, pretty challenging, as maybe it was for you. 40% uh, report a serious conflict with a parishioner at least once a month. I don't sense that here, thanks be to God. 78% were forced to retire from their church at least twice, most commonly because of church conflict. 80% will not be in ministry 10 years later. Now, that's not because they're aging out. It's talk, these are really talking about young pastors in their prime. And 80% 10 years from now will not be in ministry. On the average, seminary-trained pastors last only five years in church ministry. Is that an incredible thing to have to say? 
1,050 Reformed and Evangelical pastors had a colleague who had left the ministry because of burnout, church conflict, or moral failure. And you know some, and so do I. I imagine you do too, Brad. It's a sad thing. 91% have experienced some form of burnout in ministry, and 18% said they are fried to a crisp right now. But rather than burnout, you have chosen to serve well, to take up your cross, to follow Jesus, but also to come to Jesus. Folks, we pastors, <clears throat> I, I'm going to just give you a little inside scoop here. If he ever preaches a good sermon, not like if he ever does, right? But I'm going to stop right there. When he preaches a good sermon, okay, how's that? Just remember this. We, best, we preach best what we need most. And I can tell you, we pastors need Jesus. And just as your brother, Pastor Steve, has brought you to Jesus and brought Jesus to you, he's had to turn to that same Jesus for strength, for courage, for forgiveness, for hope, and for the for the strength and desire to continue on in the ministry that God has called him to here in this place. Bringing others along the path. That's what he's doing. What an incredible praise band you've got here. What an incredible team that we've seen only maybe half of in the pictures. There's other folks as well that are on this team that, that, that didn't necessarily hit milestone of ministries this year. But then also your pastor, is this public? that you're going to actually retire? <laughs> actually, he's part of a group that I'm a part of too. It's called Retire or Refire. And the idea is to refire, to gin up again the flame, the, the desire to serve, that we're not really retiring. We're going to continue to serve in some manner or another. And I know that after he plays a few rounds of golf, he's going to be ready to get back in the saddle again and serve in some manner or another because that's, that's who he is. That's who he is. This Jesus to whom he goes, who calls to you and he brings to you, is the one who called his disciples together in Matthew chapter 20. He said, you know, the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I'm just thinking here that if I were to look up servant leader in a, in a dictionary, I could well find his picture there. He's not here to just crack the whip and say, do this, do this, do this. I've seen pastors who do that. The hair pastor, the, the one who says, jump, and on the way up, you're supposed to ask how high. That's not him. He's a servant. He's with you in the trenches. And he's not there to prove something and so everybody can pat him on the back and say, aren't you a great person? He's there because he believes in the one who came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. 
The Lord, the God, the King of the universe took on human flesh, not in order to be carried around in some fancy chair for everybody to cheer, but in order to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And that's what our Lord Jesus has done for us. And for that, we can say thanks be to God. And because you have been such a servant, we can say to you these words, dear brother, from Philemon, based on Philemon chapter 1. It's true. Your love has given us much joy and comfort, dear brother, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. I want you to know, Pastor Steve, every time you and I have had interaction, it has always been incredibly encouraging and kind and loving. And I thank you for that. And I know that's the spirit that you want to bring to your people. And I hope you greatly appreciate that. Because in the end, as it was read just earlier from 1 Peter chapter 4, if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen.